Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of According to RP on WJMS Radio. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host. And as always, I hope you guys are striving, thriving, and surviving in these corona-infested streets. So, da-da-da-da, today is my 100th live episode on According to RP on WJMS Radio. I am so excited that I was able to reach this milestone. And for that, I would love to give myself a round of applause. It's been seriously a journey, a journey that I could not have done without all of you guys, the listeners. I mean, I I sit here and I try to think back of like, wait, 100 episodes. It's actually been, I would have reached this milestone a little while ago had I not taken so many breaks. (laughs) But either way, I got here, I got to the 100th episode. And it's funny because last week, Jamie, the station owner, Miss CEO herself texted me and she's like, what are you going to do for your 100th episode? And I was like, Ooh, (laughs) I didn't think I was going to do anything special for it. I didn't think it was something to really celebrate on air. But then after talking to a couple of people, they were like, you got to make it something good. And then all the pressure was on. And then this week ended up being such an interesting week. I had a lot going on that was draining. Um, I always have a lot going on, but this particular week, I don't know if it was just me, but I was just drained. So my energy levels were nowhere where it needed to be. And so all of the things that I was planning on doing ugh, didn't happen. However, however, um, I'm so excited for this moment, though, after I thought about it and, you know, I talked to people about it. I'm like, yes, I should be celebrating for my 100th episode. It's a 100th episode. And I just want to thank again all of you listeners. But I also want to thank all of the guests. I've had several guests over the two year span of my time on WJMS radio and you guys have been amazing. I I was listening to a lot of my past shows this week, just in preparation for today's show. And I was like, wow, I really had some amazing guests. And what made it even better was that you all are from the community. It's not like I had any real like big time celebrities on the show. Although if you're listening, big time celebrities, you're welcome. But I really had a lot of local heroes, a lot of people in the community just doing so many great things. And I was just so blessed and so fortunate to have all of you on my show. There were a lot of laughs (laughs) and a lot of information, though. You know, we're all about educating the masses. So thank you all for just taking the time for being guests on the show. I want to thank my reoccurring co-host Paul Bromley who got started with me I I was listening to his first and second time on the show which was like episode 40 something and just thinking about like how far we've come even together with our co-hosting um, how far we've come and how we've been developed on the show and I just want to thank Paul because I know he's he's busy 
a man of many talents, but he's busy with his children and his life, but he always finds time to coordinate with me. It could be like seven o'clock in the morning. He's like, hey, we're going to do this. But he's always been down to just engage and just educate and share. And so I truly appreciate him for that. Um, it's like one of those like acceptance speeches where I'm trying to think about everybody. Um, I want to thank Stan. So Stan is the one that actually got me on WJMS radio. He's the one that hit me up and was like, yo, I have a friend called Jamie and I think you guys would be great together. I think you would be a great addition. And I think that it would help you promote your personal brand. And so he put us in contact and that's actually how I got on WJMS radio. And last but not least, I wanted to thank Madam CEO herself, Jamie Bowles, uh, who's been a guest on my show. So you guys should really scroll back <laughs> in the Rolodex to listen to that show. But I, I definitely, definitely um, appreciate the opportunity to be on a radio station such as hers. She is an amazing person, aside from her being a fellow Sagittarian, which already makes her amazing. But the fact that, you know, we took this business relationship and we grew it to a friendship. And she is a very, very good friend of mine. We talk as much as possible, not just about radio stuff, but just about our personal lives. And she's become a very important person to me. And I just want to thank you, Jamie, so much for giving me this opportunity and for becoming such a good friend, a confidant at times. Um, and just to continue this journey, this media journey with me through my own personal venture. So thank you so much. Um, I'm looking forward to 100 more episodes, if not 200 more episodes on this platform. But it's been such a great experience and it's definitely helped me develop as a media person. I think according to RP, although I've had other media platforms, according to RP has really allowed me to be myself and to, I think, venture off a little and, and be a little creative. I think the most creative I've been has been on according to RP with the different segments that I've been able to come up with and just to develop my voice even more so than it was developed before. Um, the things that I'm able to talk about on this platform and the way that I'm able to do so, I don't know if I could do that anywhere else. So this journey has truly been amazing. It's been it's been um, a life learning experience. It's definitely stretched me in ways that I never thought that I could be stretched. And I just am looking so forward to the new content, the, the different segments that I already have in my mind, um, just to take this platform to a new level. So guys, thank you again so much for being part of the According to RP tribe, I can't say thank you enough. And I probably, if I don't stop here, I'm going to be thanking you guys for the entire show. So today what we're going to do is basically kind of take a little trip down memory lane to some of the clips from the past, some of the conversations from the past that were meaningful. Again, all of my shows have been meaningful to me and all of my guests have been meaningful to me. But there were a couple that kind of struck a little harder, like episode 19 when I had a conversation with my brother, um, like episode, I think it was 50. Was it episode 50? Or 56, when Paul came back for a second time and really showed up and showed out on this platform. <laughs> um, so I want to take a little trip down memory lane. So I'll be, show, I'll be showcasing some of the clips from the past. 
But before we move forward, I did want to take this time to, um, I don't know, give my condolences or just give a moment of silence for the notorious RBG. So Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Supreme Court Justice, recently passed away at the age of 87. And for those of us in the legal community, especially those of us who are women in the legal community, this has hit us really hard since... I think if this happened, what, Friday? Since Friday, my friends and I and my various uh, chat groups have been going back and forth discussing what the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg will mean for America, will mean for women, will mean for immigrants, will mean for the black community. She was a staunch activist, a staunch advocate, not only for women's rights, but for human rights. And I know that there have been many times on this platform we have been we have talked about the notorious RBG. Every time she was in the hospital, every time something went up, we were throwing up our prayers for her. We were asking you all to send your, I don't know, almond oil, olive oil, you know, directly to her house, holy water. We joked about putting her in bubble wrap because, and it wasn't just because it was, you know, funny to say, but it was because we, (laughs) I mean, we understood what a world without RBG right now would look like. And we already see plots are being made. Plans are being made to replace her ASAP Rocky. Her body is not even cold yet. The doctors did not even yell out time of death yet. And the Trump administration's already trying to sink their paws into that Supreme Court seat. And so I'm just asking all of you guys to just keep keep your eyes on the prize. There's been a lot of rhetoric about black people. Hold your vote. Don't vote because we want a black agenda. And yes, do we need a black agenda? Of course we need a black agenda. We've always needed a black agenda, but I'm telling you with what just happened now with the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, it is more imperative than before that we take our asses out to the polls and vote We have to vote. It's not about a Biden and Kamala situation right now. It's about what are those Supreme Court seats looking like? We need them to be as liberal as possible. We need them to be liberal or else our lives, democracy as we know it, may be screwed. Um, And it's not even me being dramatic. It's not about, oh, well, she's a lawyer and she sees things differently. Like this is all of you guys should be educated as to how the judicial system and the legal system and the political system and process work in this country. Before we go out telling people don't vote unless there's a black agenda, let's really understand what the implications of that means. It sounds cool to be uh, some sort of... um, I don't know, anarchist or whatever it is that this rhetoric is is rooted in. But let's just be very practical and let's be clear. There's a lot that we need. Yes, I totally agree with you. But is this the time right now to uh, lift up our voices and sing when we don't even know what song we're singing and we don't even know what page of the hymnal we're on? It's not. What is clear is that we need to vote. What is clear is that we need to mobilize. And what is clear is that, yes, we need to figure out what this quote unquote black agenda will look like so that we can come together in unity and demand for it after the November 2020 election. That is my spiel for that. So 
Either way, I'm not going to go in um, and give you like the preliminaries because the preliminaries are kind of part of the blast from the past. So at this point, I am going to go to episode one, my first, first, first episode where I was, I wouldn't say I was wet behind the ears because I've been on my media platform, Frida's World, for a little while at that point. But I was wet behind the, the ears when it comes to the, the radio world. So here's a clip from my very first episode of According to RP. So this is my first time uh, hosting a show on WJMS Radio, guys. So I'm really, really excited for this opportunity. And I think that we are going to have a lot of fun with each other. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. Um some issues are going to be, you know, some things are going to be serious. Some things are going to be silly, um, you know, as it should be, right? A good little mixed bag of things. So I would like to think that I actually held up to the expectations that I set forth for you guys. I said that this show was going to be a little silly, a little serious. It would be a mixed bag. And I think that I did provide that for you guys. And then some. <laughs> So now I'm going to give you guys a clip of my second episode where I was called to change aspects of my personal life. So the one thing about According to RP, like I said, it has stretched me as a person and it definitely opened my eyes to a lot of things and it's changed me in so many ways. And I recall in the sec after the second, the first episode aired one of my girlfriends who at the time wanted to be referred to as big mama I still won't divulge her government name um, told me that I needed to change to rebrand my personal brand at the time my Instagram name for uh, my personal page was Urbody Loves Tata and I had that Instagram name forever and sometimes to this day I shed a tear for that Instagram handle because I loved it. It was like I was a big fan of Everybody Loves Raymond. And I felt like, you know, everybody does kind of love Tata. Tata's my nickname. All of my true homies from the past, my family members, y'all know that my nickname is Tata. Some of y'all still call me Tata to this day. Um, but, you know, I, I, that was my Everybody Loves Tata. That was my signature. People would call me in the street. Yo, there goes Everybody Loves Tata. But then when I started according to RP, I people felt like that was too much to type or they couldn't figure it out. And as my friend you'll hear, she, you know, felt like I was casting spells. So I ended up having to rebrand myself. And that's how I am Rita Pierre came about because of the commentary from According to RP. So here's the clip from episode two. One of my friends, actually, as we're on the topics of my friends and my WhatsApp chat group. So one of my friends who would like to go by the name of Big Mama, um, she said that my Instagram name sounded like I was casting a spell. So, you know, I was giving you guys my contacts on the last um, on the last show. And I told you guys that my Instagram, my personal Instagram um, name is Everybody Loves Tata. So I'm not really sure how that sounds like I'm casting a spell, but apparently to some, it sounds like I'm casting a spell. 
So to make it easier on all of you guys, my Instagram is wide open so you can search me by my name. So my name is Rita, spelled R-I-T-H-A. Last name is Pierre, P-I-E-R-R-E. You can find me, you can search me on Instagram by my name. For those of you who are having troubles or who feel a little off, um, typing in or saying my Herb I Loves Tata uh, Instagram name. So Big Mama, if you're listening, I hope this is better for you. So there you have it. Big Mama had me changing my Instagram handle and getting my entire life together because for whatever reason, she thought that I was um, casting spells on people. Big Mama is African. (laughs) She's from Nigerian. She's from Nigeria. So I don't know if that I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But whatever. um, Herb I Loves Tata got changed to I Am Rita Pierre. So now there were a couple times in the early parts of According to RP that I actually did live live episodes, meaning people were able to call in and I still have the capability to do so. But I felt like every time I listened to y'all and I did a live episode, nobody wanted to call in. So I ended up, you know, just switching that out. But here, episode nine, I think this was my first ever live live show and so my friend uh jose frag um actually was my experimental i guess my guinea pig at the time for this um live live call he was the sacrificial lamb he allowed himself um (laughs) to be the sacrificial lamb and i believe the topic was on relationships so i really really appreciate jose he to this day is still an avid listener and an avid follower of according to rp he comments on the instagram he he tunes in and actually joins in on my lives at times um so another example of like a faithful um fan i don't want to call it fan a faithful follower a faithful friend a good friend at that um and yeah i remember the conversation was around relationships episode nine everyone if you want to go back and tune in and so for him to be a brave soul to allow himself to uh be a live live guest where you know there was going to be calls um (laughs) you know ready to attack him on certain viewpoints i will tell you um uh i i till this day i give him props for that for being that sacrificial lamb but i like to have my guests kind of jump in when i do have them live like that jump in on the preliminaries and so here is a clip of Jos um, doing the Urban Dictionary word or phrase of the week. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? May I have the definition? Um, what does keep keep mean? What's on fleek? Can you use it in a sentence? Pop it on fleek, Jolet. And it's gonna be lit. Major key. It's time for the Urban Dictionary word or phrase of the week. All right, so the Urban Dictionary phrase of the week. Do you want to go ahead and read it or should I read it and you want to commentate? No, talk about it. Read it. So catalog dating is the word of or the phrase of the week. Now, I've never heard this term before. Have you? No, first time. (laughs) 
catalog dating. Catalog dating. So basically, catalog dating means uh, it's another term for online dating, swipe left, swipe right, etc. And the example that they give is we met catalog dating and OkCupid was a catalog site. Okay. Now, I've never heard that before. I'm still I'm still at this point trying to question who who I is submitting these terms to Urban Dictionary. I'm I'm, I'm trying to figure out the word. So catalog, you're shopping. Okay. Dating. So <clears throat> you got a bunch of profiles um and that you you're shopping for the best fit, you know, for you and you swipe left, swipe right. I mean, I get it, but I don't like who's using that though? Like who's saying yo, I'm catalog dating right I mean, now? Everybody's on their phone. Nobody has time anymore. I th- that's the reason for on like those apps and they're making money. You got match.com, you got okay Cupid, black people meet. Yeah, Tinder, but is anybody really using J-Swipe that? J-Swipe. What, what's J-Swipe? J-Swipe is like for Not that I'm asking for me, but right, you know. For like <laughs> Jewish um people. Oh. Yeah, I heard about that. Um so it's everybody's everybody's using it. They're on it. It's just convenient, I guess. And something you do it's like a, another app on your phone to do when you're bored. Um, you know, so <laughs> When you get stuck in Candy Crush, you switch to okay to app. catalog dating. Yeah, swipe you start right, catalog. swipe right. So, Joe's, I mean, if, uh, if Instagram, you... Facebook, I think that's catalog dating too. People use it different ways. Well, that's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, since we're on the topic, I mean, you don't check out do other you, guys do you, do, on Instagram and Facebook. Listen, we're not talking about me okay. right now, but <laughs> what I want to know though for you, um, do you engage in this catalog dating? I, I, I signed up. I don't use it all the time. I feel like it's kind of weird. What you signed weird. up for? Ladies, listen up. What oh, you signed man. up for? Um, <laughs> to be safe, I'm going to say all of them. Just to be safe. All of them? Yeah. I'm so we're talking about what Tinder, Black People Meet. And that, that's the thing. I don't want to be on it because then people see you on it and it was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That you may not want to be seen. So like. So. <laughs> Here, I tried to be very, very slick. I was really trying to get into Jose's business with respect to this catalog dating um, urban dictionary word of the week. Um, I was not so successful. (laughs) But again, like I just I love having the guests sometimes participate in the preliminaries because it does give that extra layer of engagement that I know, you know, a lot of the a lot of the listeners want to, you know, want to hear. Um, but again, like I said, I gave, I gave Joe's a lot of props for putting himself out there, particularly this was a a relationship um, episode, even with the word of the week, (laughs) just getting him to, you know, I learned something new. I didn't know about half of these apps that were out here in these streets and Joe's had to put me on. So I definitely enjoyed that, that particular segment um with him so now you know there's a lot of silliness that goes on the according to rp show even when we're talking about serious stuff there's many times where i will venture off um on a silly you know on a silly spree right i i make a lot of jokes i love to laugh laughing is one of my favorite things in life to do if you really want to get on my good side you know make me laugh tell me a good joke send me a good meme if you're looking to cheer me up send me a good meme give me a good piece of gossip And, you know, and the thing is, is that if you guys notice, I crack myself up. I don't need I don't really need anybody to make me laugh. I can crack myself up, which I often do on this show. 
But either way, <laughs> um, you know, there are a lot of vulnerable moments on According to RP. There are a lot of times where I do kind of pour out my soul to an extent um, on various issues, you know, whether they're pertaining to me exactly or to others. Um, but this episode, episode 19, was a really important episode for me. Um, I talk about my brother very rarely on this show, my younger brother. We share a mom um, and a dad together. Um, so my full brother, because I will refer to other siblings as half um, siblings. But my my full brother, my younger brother, Fred, um, you know, we have a very interesting relationship. And people who know me well know this. We have a very, me and my brother have a very interesting relationship. Um, you know, he does his thing. I kind of do my things here and there. You know, we'll cross paths here and there. We'll have conversations here when there will be there for each other. But, you know. The story of siblings can be quite interesting, right? And, you know, not everybody has the best relationship with their siblings. Not not everybody grew up having the best relationship with their siblings. And that was, I, I think, the case between me and Fred. Um, we grew up not necessarily liking each other so much because my brother, in my mind, uh, got a lot of attention, my brother in my mind got, you know, away with everything. I used to get his beatings. I used to have to, you know, get, you know, get less than because, you know, he had to get something. I don't know. Either way, our relationship was just very checkered and very strained. But when, when, as, as we got older, I would say, as we became an adult or we became adults, things got a little bit better. But episode 19 of According to RP which you can see was a while ago, right? Episode 19 um, was a was a turning point, I think, in our relationship because I had him on the show and we talked about our relationship openly. We talked about how I felt, how he felt. And it was interesting because I learned some things about how he perceived me. And I think he learned some things um, with respect to the way that he viewed me um, and hearing me discuss why I, you know, I felt the way I did about him um, and vice versa, I think really opened us up to um, a space where we could move forward. Um, and, you know, what I particularly liked about that episode is how he opened up about the issues that he was going through and that he had went through, you know, getting arrested, being involved in drugs, the expectation um, um, that were put on him as, you know, a young male, right? And how he was able to overcome a lot of the demons, a lot of the darkness that he was going through. And I think that a lot of people resonated with that episode because, you know, we all have our dark spaces. Um, and a lot of times people are just misunderstood when they're going through their dark spaces. And a lot of times you would expect that family because they're used to you that, you know, they would understand. But at the end of the day, you know, when we're dealing with a lot of these issues, we could have all the support that we have and whatnot. A lot of times you as the individual have to make a decision as to how you are going to move forward with your life, the life that God gave you. So here is a clip of episode 19 where me and my brother kind of talk a little bit about, you know, our relationship a little bit. And then he kind of goes in a little bit as to, um, you know, what, you know, how he ended up in the dark path. 
it's one of those things where the glass is always greener on the other side. So mm-hmm. you felt some type of way. I felt some type of way. But at the end of the day, I felt like you got a lot more attention in terms of like, you're not like things like mm-hmm. people like they tried to pacify me by belongings. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you can have this. Let me buy this thing for you. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the same in terms of time and effort. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Jesus once said. Oh, my God. <laughs> that. There's a shepherd <laughs> and there's 99. 99 and he goes out just looking for the one sick sheep or the one lost sheep. Mom knew you were fine. Mom knew you were going to be fine. Mom knew you had your head on your shoulders. Mom was concerned about me because she knew I was easily influenced. I was naive um, and I can easily just be swindled. She knew you were a lot smarter than that. Well, I mean, so I she mean, was like, I got to watch this kid <laughs> a little more than her because she could, she could take care of herself. You know, mm-hmm. Mom would never give me keys to a car at the age that she gave you keys to a car. I mean, <laughs> I mean you're right about that. You're right <laughs> you know about that. Saying? You're so, right about that. I was more. I mean, I was always responsible, but I feel like I always had to be responsible because somebody had to be responsible. Mm-hmm. But it was what it was. But either way, over the years, over a lot of years, mm-hmm. um, I feel like we've actually developed somewhat of a relationship. Although sometimes you'd be slipping. I'll be slipping. You'd be slipping. <laughs> Don't let her lie to you, everybody. I don't be slipping. Listen, be Facebook is not a liar and no is Instagram. Hey, 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 hey. You know, I keep it 100. That's why how I feel. Um, mm-hmm. Even before, like, you know, when I used to, um, prior to what I do now, which is real estate, when I was in ministry, I had a lot of setbacks and things well, holding me. Well, let's get into that because... What I so last week, if you were paying attention to the show, mm-hmm. last week I had talked about um, end of year blues mm-hmm. and depression, and that a lot of times, you know, especially towards the end of the year, that's when a lot of people find themselves getting into that weird. I call it the dark, the dark place. Mm-hmm. You get into your dark place where you know you feel defeated, you feel hopeless, even though everyone around you thinks that you're doing amazing things, and even if you actually are, you are most of the time you are doing amazing things, right? Mm-hmm. You're at the top of your game, but you. You just there's something inside you that's just like it's not enough you're not enough and then because it's the end of the year you're feeling depressed off of the two two things that you didn't accomplish you let that kind of take over mm-hmm. and it and it ends up becoming your reality so it's like when you're in that state of depression and when you're in that dark place that the good positive things are not at the forefront of your head you know what I mean you're mm-hmm. not thinking oh man I did 10 great things this year you're only focused on the two negative things right yeah so we talked about that and different ways people can kind of like come out of that. And we talked about, you know, actually making a real list, you know, of good and bad things that occurred or positive and negative things that happened. And so just being proactive and, in, 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 you know, I guess overcoming life's obstacles. Right. Mm-hmm. So I know, you know, a lot about life's obstacles. So <laughs> I wanted to kind of, you know, talk. And or have you talk about your path, your experience? Because I feel like, you know, somebody is going to be able to get something from this because your path has been a little untraditional. Mm-hmm. And where people till this day think that you had a peak, you're just like, that wasn't even my peak. Now I'm there. at my peak. So yeah. I guess to, to kind of put it more into context, you like what what year did you go to? You started Oakwood. Well, before oh, you went, so before you went to Oakwood, so we're talking about like what two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. You had ran into some trouble with the law. Mm-hmm. Two thousand and um, 
It was like 2008, I think. Until 2008, early 2008, 2007, I was leaving Florida, um, mm-hmm. still in that lifestyle. And so 2007, I think 2008, you had gotten into some trouble with the law, and then you decided you did what most people do, give your life to Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got scared, man. I, ran, I was in that, that that booking cell and ran all the way up to the church, man. I booked myself in the, in the church. And let me tell you, for the longest time, my brother, I mean, he's never, like, he's always went to church, but he was never serious about church. And all of a sudden, like... It was like overnight. Next thing you know, he's a, a deacon. Priest. He's a high priest. <laughs> I became a high priest. <laughs> he became a high priest. He Memorized. got baptized. He was a vegan, a vegetarian. He wasn't listening to no rap music. And mind you, at, prior to this, he was writing lyrics yeah, every was, other day. He honestly, had a studio. Um, and not a lot of people knew. At that time, I was actually, um, I had connections, actually. I was actually um, moving towards the route of doing being music. a rapper? Yeah. Mm. Um with Atlantic and um Oh, I didn't know stuff. all that. Yeah, now. I mean um, my boy actually done. You should have you should have consulted me because I would have No, no, no. <laughs> we was, all have to eat. <laughs> it was it was a lot. It was it was it was a bad deal anyway, so So again, like I said, um that was just a clip of a longer conversation, more in-depth conversation that occurred on episode 19 with just respect to, um, you know, the relationship between my brother and I, it gets a little deep and it gets a little, um, a little vulnerable. I would say many who did listen to that episode gave a lot of positive feedback as to the vulnerability of that episode. So I do encourage you guys to go on to episode 19 and listen to the episode between me and my brother, Fred Pierre. So, One of the things that I was most grateful for with this According to RP platform um, was getting my former colleague and friend Paul Bromley on the show. And at first it was really going to be just a one time thing. Um, And then I got him on for a second time. And then we were just like, hey, you know, let's try to do like a once a month um, at least show together. Paul and I, we have a lot of things in common. We are very similar, um, even in our even in our thought processes. We tend to arrive at the same conclusions, but a lot of times it's the way that we arrive that's quite interesting. We flesh things out a little differently. And sometimes he takes an approach that might be totally different from mine, but at the end of the day, we both come to a place of understanding. What I like about Paul is that he he has his opinions and he will, you know, make them known. He will process them regardless of how of what my feelings are or what my thoughts are. Basically, meaning um, a lot of times you'll have a guest or a co-host come on and they're really kind of being a yes man. Right. They're just kind of like, yeah, 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 I feel you. Yeah, I agree. And they always agree. And they always. Yeah, I feel you. And they always. And there's no. There's no process in which the listeners now can kind of, you know, get different perspectives on the topic. Again, Paul and I very rarely come to opposite conclusions and different conclusions, but our 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 process to getting to that end goal, we usually flesh things out differently. And I like that because it allows us to share different perspectives and to allow you guys to see that you can still arrive at a point um, from different from different um, 
points, right? <laughs> if that makes sense. You can still get to the conclusion, arrive at the same conclusion, but take a different path to get there. So a lot of times people think that Paul and I are going to disagree on, on a point or on a topic because we're going at it at different ways. But at the end of the day, though, oftentimes we still we still arrive at the same conclusion and so uh paul is hilarious he's a country boy from virginia um which which is why i love him even more because of just the way that he's just so witty with it so here is a clip of one of paul's earlier episodes i think this was his second episode episode 50 um where he's on the show talking a little bit about himself again um and doing the urban dictionary of the word with me I'm sitting here laughing because I have my boy, Paul Bromley, who, if you guys have been paying attention to my shows, would know that he made an appearance, what, a couple of months ago? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. 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 So Paul, Paul Bromley, for those of you who are new to According to RP, is one of my very dear friends from my former place of employment, the uh, DA's office. Paul, say hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself you know because again there are people out here who are just now tuning into this show i've never heard of it according to rp before and might wonder who is this individual sure hey how's it going everyone my name is paul bromley um as rita said um we are former colleagues we've both uh worked at the uh, brooklyn da's office as um prosecutors um i am also a uh, writer um i write political commentary um, <clears throat> I've been featured in the Root, uh, the Huffington Post by magazine. Um, and I'm also a father of uh, two. I have a boy and a girl. Um, and I am mar- happily married. Um, and Get I'm that tired. Right. Get that right. No, hey, <laughs> take us happily married. <laughs> take a step back and make sure that's out there. Um, yeah. And um, I'm tired. I'm sleepy. I'm black. Um, I'm very black. Yes. Yeah. You had to say yes like that, like okay, okay, no, I mean very black. So I'm saying yes as in very black, as in like your 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 culture. Oh, roots. I meant very black as in your I'm, skin color. I'm simple, like I'm oh, crazy. You're simple. Oh, yeah. you're crazy. Okay, yeah. see, but but that works too. That, okay, yeah, that works see, too. I was trying to get. You know, I was trying to like you know keep it keep it you know nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you want to, you know, go ahead and say that you're a little ratchet. Yeah. That's fine too. I'm here. I'm here to do your show. <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah, I'm excited to be back. I um I had a great time the last time that we were together. Um we talked about the um the Ava DuVernay uh movie when they see us. Um, you know, it was very deep, serious conversation. Um, you know, we talked about like, you know, our past lives as prosecutors Mm -hmm. and things of the nature. But I'm happy to be back and hopefully we can, you know, have a little lighter discussion this week. Yeah, Yeah. that was it was pretty deep. I remember after getting (laughs) off that call, I was like, Man, but it was necessary. It was it was it was really good, and it's necessary to have those conversations. Um, you know, especially with the time that we're living in, and you know, both of us raising you know young black boys. Mm-hmm. It's um you know it's very necessary to have the conversation. Um, but I'm again, but I'm happy to be back and um look for, looking forward to you know whatever. Uh, Rita Ratchetry. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Read a ratchet. Read a ratchet tree. Tree. That should be that a should, segment. See, look at that. Look at you. Give look, me, look at me. I'm earning my keep already. Yes, yes, you earning are. Read key. a ratchet tree. Yeah. I like that. I like right. that. So tonight, <laughs> tonight is according to RP and PB. Yes. Right? That's yes. cool. Okay. Yes, I like All right. that. All right. So I reached out to um, Paul after we did our last show. And I was yeah. like, Paul, how would you like to, I don't know, maybe be like a regular? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. I'm definitely with that. Definitely. 
definitely. It's always hard to find like you know good co-hosts sometimes. Yeah. But I'm definitely willing to share the mic. Okay, sounds with like-minded. Good. And people. for the record, she has two mics in here, guys. Yeah, you know? there are two mics. Yeah. That's right. We're not I don't sharing. Want you to think that she's running like a little, you know, uh, this ain't a shabby. A yeah, exactly. This ain't a rinky yeah, dink operation. This is for real. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, Paul, um, you know, on? before we get into the meat of the show, which yeah. I don't even really know what the meat's going to be, because uh, with we you have here, no we idea. could be talking about whatever. Yeah, right. We have some <laughs> preliminaries okay. that we like to go through. All right. And so, this might be the second time ever I've actually gone through prelimin- preliminaries with a guest before. So, you mm-hmm. should feel honored. I, I need to get the clapping machine so that okay. we can have the clap, clap, clap for you. <laughs> So each week I have an urban dictionary word or phrase of the week. Okay. So it is now time for our urban dictionary word or phrase of the week. All right. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? May I have the definition? Um, what does keep keep mean? What's on fleek? Can you use it in a sentence? Popping on fleek, Gillette. And it's going to be lit. Major key. It's time for the urban dictionary word or phrase of the week. has all i mean you're familiar with urban dictionary i said i was black <laughs> listen that is it i mean that's question i mean listen black black so yes okay, I, so do black, black, so you know urban dictionary. I do yes and so you know i'm always questioning the authenticity of the individuals who are submitting these terms you should some be of them, yeah there's probably like, a bunch of teds this? probably probably a bunch of teds and mm-hmm. beckys and, and yes, yeah who yeah think, you know who think it's cute right or cory booker it could be cory booker it could be cory booker yeah it could be <laughs> talking about dipping in the Kool-Aid and oh, not knowing God. the flavor. Not knowing the flavor. <laughs> I'm so over him. So this one was submitted. And usually I actually don't even read who submitted it unless it's like really crazy. This one was submitted by West Side R. The S is a dollar sign. White. White. Sounds white to me. <laughs> so this week's word is G-code. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. The unwritten rules of the street. No snitching, no testifying, no cooperation with law enforcement, no letting anybody punk you, show respect to earn respect, no disrespecting of the game, no hating, mind your business, hold your own, accept the consequences of your crimes, remain loyal and true money over bitches. <laughs> the whole <thing>. Example. <laughs> no, I don't want an example. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Yeah, no, go ahead. But go the ahead. people might want to give Yeah, go ahead. It's not an about example, me. example, G-Code <laughs> is my religion. Mic drop. Okay. G-Code is my religion. Yeah. Uh, we, you, didn't, we didn't write that. We didn't write, have <laughs> no, you we didn't ever write that. in your life heard anybody say, re- use this phrase G-Code? G-code. Yeah, now, now, I have heard the phrase G-Code. Um, I haven't heard it since 2001. Did you hear? <laughs> What yeah. did you hear um, G-Code? <laughs> the first time that I heard G-Code was in high school. Okay. Um, and it was a juvenile song or hot boy song, I believe. Mm. It was called G-Code. I'm almost I'm almost certain it was called G-Code. Yeah, definitely was, it was definitely called G-Code. It was okay. actually, you know, I'm I'm Southern. You yes. know what I mean? So like, you know. That was your jam. It was. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, and I guess you know, I'm pretty certain that the the definition or what have you was similar to what that person whoever gave the definition said but if juvenile didn't write it then me personally i don't want to hear it i mean juvenile clearly didn't write that because this was very well written <laughs> <laughs> see see now we're gonna have we're gonna have the southern 
Northern <laughs> dispute too, because I'm not gonna let you do All I'm like saying that. is that if he's gonna <clears throat> keep up, he said snitching, S N I T C H I N. That's then, right. There's no G on snitching. But then the individual goes no testifying. There's uh, a G. See? They code switching. That's what I'm saying. The G code switching. See? No letting anybody punk you. Those are like complete full sentences. Yeah. Um, yeah. We didn't write that. Like I said, though, I've definitely heard the the the, the term before, but okay. that's definitely somebody okay. who's probably also listening. To, you know, a young man in the, in the suburbs of Scarsdale or something like that, ah, listening to Scarsdale. listening to the G code, and um, you know, decided to um, and that's what to, happened to bless the other uh, Urban Dictionary with his um, gentrified definition. <laughs> so this last clip, because the time is, you know, when you're having fun, the time does go by quick. This last clip was one of my, I think, most heartfelt, most, um, what's the word? I don't know. This is a womp womp, one of the womp womps of the week that really had me so passionate. There we go. It was one of my most passionate womp womp of the week. Those of you who tune into the show regularly know that my womp womps are usually reflected around people who are doing craziness in the community, in the world. So it doesn't just have to be NYPD, Amir de Blasio, but it can be um, <laughs> regular everyday citizens as well. And so this is a womp womp. Um, I think this was from episode 62 that really had my cookies burning. So here we go. So now with every high, you guys know that there is a low and this week's low is a little sad, to be honest. It's sad, but it's also a cautionary tale for those of you who are out here, you know, selling drugs in these streets, doing illegal things in these streets while having children in your homes. So I don't know if you guys um, heard this story, but. Uh, This is from the Daily News. Five-year-old boy takes heroin to school, says powder makes him feel like Spider-Man. The father is arrested. So the womp womp of the week goes to Benny Garcia, 29 years old, who is from Massachusetts. And basically the way this story goes is that um, (laughs) the five-year-old son found a baggie of heroin in his home brought it to school and told a teacher that the powder makes him feel like a superhero. Now, obviously ACS and them rolled up into the house. The mother of the child, which I don't know if that's his girlfriend or whatever, gave permission for the cops to search the house. They found 170 bags of heroin pre-marked ready for distribution, ready for sale in the home. So, Obviously, this man was charged and he pled guilty to charges of drug possession and reckless endangerment of a child. Now, my thing is this. I am not here to tell people what type of business to run. I'm not here to, you know, shut down enterprises. I mean, listen, times are hard. You got to do what you got to do. I'm, you know, some people want to do it the legal way and the safe way and the clean way. Other people want to, you know, be like, you know, I don't know the cast of power and live a scandalous life and whatever. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life and what type of business ventures to engage in. What I will say though, is when you have children in your house, You need to be extra careful. The fact that this kid said that when he 
um, you know, uh, the pow- when he, I guess when, uh, what did he tell the teacher? He told the teacher that the powder makes him feel like a superhero. That indicates to me that this child has dibbled and dabbled in this powdery substance before. Because how else would he know how it made him feel if he didn't try it before and felt something before, right? So you have your product all over the house in places where your five-year-old can get it, taste it, and do whatever the hell it was that he did to it to make him feel like a superhero. Like at some point, if you're going to do your dirt, go to a trap house. Why is your home the distribution center? And if that's the only place you can keep your product or whatever, put it under lock and key. Take a key and lock it up. It makes no sense to me how, but then again, I don't know. I mean, you had 170 bags in your home. You had your house at the distribution center. Everybody knows. Well, those, I mean, I'm not in the streets, but people know based on what I see on television, you don't keep your product in your house. You don't keep your shipment. You don't keep your stock (laughs) at your house. You don't do that. So he's a womp womp for many reasons. Clearly, I don't know if he just started in this drug game. I don't know if maybe he was just one of those cocky ones who thought that, hey, you know, let me save a couple of bucks and keep the warehouse up. I don't know what he thought was going on. But the womp womp one for being stupid enough to have your shop in your house. But the biggest womp womp is the fact that you had it in your house ready and available for your five-year-old child to take and use because we know he used it. We know he was using your heroin because it made him feel like Superman. You know what? I don't know. I mean, some things just make you think and scratch your head. This is definitely one of them. I'm just not understanding what is going on here. I'm not understanding how this is possible. But the good, the the silver lining, I guess, in all of this is that the child is okay. He's fine. You know, he's he's not harmed. They they checked him out. He's good. Um, and the dad is in jail now. He's away from the child. And hopefully moving forward, this child can have a decent life. I mean, I don't know what the mama's like, but <sighs> that is the womp womp of the week. It's interesting. Listening to that womp womp of the week segment again got me mad all over again. I must have been watching Power during that time because I feel like I made a lot of Power references. <laughs> but on on the real, though, you do not have your distribution center at your house. I feel like you don't even need to be in these streets to know that concept. It's a common sense rule. You just don't do that. But anyways, anyways, I don't want to keep talking on that. I really hope that that kid is doing well, though. I should do a follow up to see how he's doing. But either way, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of According to RP, of course, but for being with me through these 100 Life episodes, for riding with me. Some of you guys have been here since day one, and I know it. I, re- I appreciate it. I love you guys. Um, I know that I played a couple of clips today and it was really just to show like where I started to where I am now. Listening to the very first episode of According to RP put a lot in perspective for me that I'm still on track with what I set out to do, which was to educate, inform be silly, talk about serious things um, and really just highlighting you know, just just what's what's truly important to people of color, to black people 
um, you know, within our communities. And I think that I'm still doing that. And I think I'm doing it much better than I did when I first started. So I feel like going through some of these clips showed growth, even with some of the sound, because I know that some of the episodes we were recording in some sketchy sketchy sounding places but just to see where we are now where there is a balance of tone <laughs> and you know just to see again just the quality of the guests how we've kind of uh, graduated in a sense in terms of content I, I wanted to showcase so much more to you guys on this 100th episode but we would be here for two hours three hours if I went through every single segment but I think what I'm going to do is continue on the memories of the 100th episode and extend it for the week. So I think what I'm going to do is just, you know, do a lot of throwbacks, um, a lot of throwback audios, um, just to kind of give the new followers and the new listeners a really, um, I don't know, a good taste, I guess, of where we came and where we are now. So like a started from the bottom, now we're here situation. Because we we went through a lot of ups and downs on this According to RP journey. But I think that we finally settled into a space where our quality is better all around the board. So not just with equipment and things like that, but just the quality and the caliber of the guests and the content and the topics and the different segments and things like that. So could not have done this without you guys could not have done it, obviously, without Madam CEO, Mrs. CEO, um, Jamie Bowles, the owner of WJMS Radio. Um, just, again, just grateful for the opportunity um, to just grow as an individual. Not many times do we get these opportunities in life. And at this moment, I am not, you know top of the charts or anything like that but I will be I do believe that I will be I think over these two years I've built a lot of confidence um with you know my platform and you know things good things don't happen overnight but good things do happen with good support so keep watering me guys keep watering according to RP keep pouring into us keep giving us the feedback keep you know letting us know what you like what you don't like keep commenting and following us on social media a lot of your commentary is um fuel for you know future projects there's a lot of things that we're working on that you guys don't know about and it's really because of the things that you guys have said and done with respect to, um, you know, the way that you react to the content and stuff. So thank you again so much, guys. Have a great week. We will talk to you guys next week. You were listening to According to RP on WJMS Radio. About time you tuned in. Tune in each and every Sunday. I can't wait to come back. 7 p.m.